0: Hello from stunning Cancun, Mexico. This is my first time here and full disclosure, the reason why I'm here is because I was originally supposed to be here for Lindsay and Carl's wedding. And while I was able to cancel my hotel with no penalty, the same could not be said for the flight I would booked. So it was either eat the cost of the flight or book a last minute Airbnb for a solo beach moment in Cancun. You can guess what I chose. I could not resist getting a little pre-Thanksgiving sun, but I'm not gonna harp on that whole situation here. Because it's just not my story to tell. And I think it's up to them to say whatever they're so inclined to share with the public, especially until we see everything play out on Summer House and then see the inevitable interviews and watch What Happens Live appearances and all that. So that being said, it does come up a bit towards the end of today's episode, in which Sam Bush, who you all also know as Bravo historian, and I go deep on where things stand on the quote-unquote younger Bravo shows. So Southern Charm, Winter House, Vanderpump Rules, and Summer House. We do touch upon Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, and Southern Hospitality, both of which we adore, but those haven't been on long enough to merit deep dives. We're still getting to know those great, promising casts. I mean, Jordan Emanuel from Martha's Vineyard and Winter House was on the show earlier this week, and I cannot wait to see what they deliver in the respective second seasons. And not to hype it up too much, (laughs) but the trailer for Southern Hospitality Season 2 is definitely giving early Vanderpump Rules vibes. Again, not to hype it up too much, but that's obviously a huge compliment, and I I see huge promise in both of those shows. Anyway, Sam runs one of the most popular Bravo fan accounts, hosts multiple podcasts, and is in the Twitter trenches with me on a weekly basis, live-tweeting all of these shows. And so it was a no-brainer to have her on Gabby with Gibb early on. She's been a huge supporter of me over the years, and is always a friendly face in my mentions, on my timeline, and in my DMs. So if you love what you hear from her today, go check out her shows where she recaps all the housewives, Married to Medicine, and more. And so for this episode, we shared our thoughts on the younger shows from more of like a bird's eye view. We weren't recapping the latest happenings, but rather sharing what we think is working and not working with the current seasons of Winter House and Southern Charm our thoughts on those current storylines, and where things stand between seasons with Phantom Pump Rules and Summer House, what makes us excited and or nervous going into their next seasons and more. It's a great combo, and let me know what you agree or disagree with, because if there's one thing about my friend Sam Bush, she's gonna let you know what she's really, truly thinking. And I find her direct honesty to honestly be so refreshing, even if we don't always share the same takes on things. I want to gab all right so today we are gabbing with samantha bush who you might know as bravo historian on instagram sam is one of the preeminent creators in the bravo fan community and hosts several podcasts one general pop culture and tv podcast that she co-hosts called shortcomings and another recently launched one called chronically online where she recaps a bunch of bravo shows throughout the week right now she's recapping a bunch of the housewives and married to medicine. So I figured it would be fun to have her on to talk about all of the other kind of younger shows, which I, you know, it's, it's younger cast. So it's Southern charm, summer house, winter house, and Vanderpump rules two of which are currently airing. Sam, I know we've met in person and we don't live in the same city, but you are one of my favorite people to converse with online. I just love chatting with you and I'm happy to have you on. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting. I love chatting with you. I had just recorded an episode for my podcast and I said like I'm doing yours and I was like he's the best person to follow online because you're like you're number one you're very funny and number two like you're sane. Like you like you're like very it's grounded rare. in this like
0: That's rare. I mean, sometimes I'm not, but I we try to be. We
1: try to be. be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You
0: you, got to take a step back, and I feel like you're also good at doing that. Sometimes, you know, it's like give us some breathing room. Sometimes, not always.
1: Sometimes. And right now, it's hard because so much is coming at us. Like so much.
0: I'm like constantly behind. It's it's a lot.
1: It's so much, and like there's also a lot going on like off screen. Like with Monica and Heather. Monica and Heather.
0: I mean, all of Bravo BravoCon came at like the time when they were ramping up all these shows too, which I'm guessing was like that was intentional, but it also just made me even more overwhelmed.
1: It was overwhelming.
0: Did you have BravoCon FOMO? I miss having you there. Did you have like intense FOMO not being there this time?
1: Yeah, I did. It was it was great because everyone that I follow did such a good job. Like capturing the weekend and like I got like what I needed to get out of it but I definitely missed it like yeah I had such Oh, mo- I've never been to Vegas I don't think I would survive I don't <laughs> I don't think I would survive Vegas
0: barely but. survived mm-hmm Okay, so before we dive into the, the four shows that we want to talk about today, I want you just like to give me the rundown on your two different Patreon podcasts that you do because it, there's a lot, you put out a lot of content. I'm so impressed by it, but I also want to make sure that I presented them in the correct way in terms you of like, what you cover. Okay,
1: Yeah, cool. so Shortcomings was a podcast or is a podcast, excuse me, that I started with my friend, Chris Lewis, who's so fucking funny and so smart. And um, it's Sex and City related like it, we cover every episode of Sex and the City. It's crazy. We have seven episodes left of the entire show, um, wow. which is so weird. Because are been you doing, doing one it-
0: episode for one episode?
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing it for two and a half years. It's really fun. But then we also do like bonus episodes where like once a week we do like pop culture, Bravo, like catch up stuff. Really, really fun. And then with my new show. So I had a podcast she's found out in a ditch um i started a new one called chronically online that like i wanted to own like right. i wanted to make something for me i mean i'm churning out so much content over there like i because of all the shows we have covering like beverly Hills, salt lake city Mary to medicine potomac like i'm you're doing we're it. fighting for our lives yeah, but we are. yeah it's it's similar like to how my old show was but like i just own this one
0: right totally Brilliant and it's vision. funny because it, it, it's funny because we we both announced new shows right around the same time we must have been mm-hmm. working on it at the same time secretly and like it was the same thing for me it was like I wanted to own it I wanted to make it really what I want it to be and we're at that point I think where there we can take that kind of power and like mm-hmm. you, you can grow it yourself and it's going to be yeah. I mean, you already you already have so much support on there which is it's just amazing you you've formed a great community online it's for really- yourself
1: it's really shocking i don't understand it because like i'm very i'm doing it kind of like just on an island by myself because i don't like live in new york or la so like no one around me like does anything in like media or right. entertain like so i'm just like in detroit just like tweeting my little tweets
0: <laughs> i love it no it's amazing you know, it's and, and and you your perspective on everything is always so valued and like people love thank to hear you say and like and you, no but you also let you cut you like cut through the bullshit a lot you know what i mean like mm. I, 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 I try to but i also am not always able to like you just like say it you know and, and I, I have so much respect for
1: that thank you i'm like shit <laughs> like <you have> to <laughs> calm down <laughs>
0: yeah let's start with southern charm that to me is sort of like of those kind of quote unquote younger shows. It's having, and I think it's having a great season. I think it's in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. But I want to know your overall thoughts like on where we stand with Southern Charm right now.
1: Southern Charm was always that bitch to me. Like yeah. it was always kind of Vanderpump rules like little sister. Like I never considered Summer House in that like tier because like if you, I mean, if you've been watching since it first aired, like nothing, I've been chasing the high. Of the screen going black and hearing that baby oh, crying and then it flashing to Catherine holding if you, it know, you baby know kenzie like like it was i was shocked like there was nothing like that okay that's
0: the kind of thing that they try to do a lot now not, not with the baby but like having those like intense cut moments and that just that was your that was the oj
1: that was the OG, like something that was probably similar was maybe Jen Shaw's like SWAT team. Right. But like, that was like 15 was, years later. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God, ew. We've been watching these shows for so long. And it's just, it's fun now that we like have like this Bravo community online because like when I first started watching it, there was nothing. Right. Like I was alone on this, like, like I said, island of like misfit toys of like no one watched. And I was just like taking everything in by myself. I remember I got my wisdom teeth taken out the day of the dinner from hell from Beverly Hills. Uh Like I swear to God, I like remember. (laughs) But yeah, Southern charm this season is incredible. It definitely had a moment. Like, I think with a lot of our shows where it was like kind of like going through this growing pain, like it was trying to figure out how we move on, like without Catherine and without Naomi and like without those kind of center storylines. But fuck, like, I know, I know. I love it. I love, I love it, it so much. The men are worse than ever. Like the men of Southern Charm are so sinister because they say everything and it, they do all of this shit, but like while looking like a vineyard fine ad, like right. it, so which they, I know
0: well—that's what I grew up around. That that kind of vibe, right? right.
1: So it's like, and then, you, but like with Vanderpump Rules, it's like when you look at Jacks, you're like, oh, I know what's about to happen. But like when you look at a guy like Shep, you're like, he has a French bulldog. I mean, when he extended the invite for um, Olivia's family to come, like stay at his house, I was like, that is a good guy. Yeah. And then he does shit that you're just like you're a monster.
0: They are they're on the polar ends of like like a good person and a bad person. They're they're wolves yeah. in sheep's clothing and or wolves in vineyard vines. And mm-hmm. you know it's like it's almost one of those things where it's like it feels like old hat to even like criticize them at this point. So it's like what what's what's even surprising coming from Shep and Austin especially. And it's that's just the sort thing. Of,
1: like it's not that shocking.
0: No. It's but not. you're just
1: like but yeah you TV. are captivated yeah Right of
0: course of course yeah, yeah I think for me it was that there was that one season where between seasons we lost Naomi we lost Chelsea we lost Cam I think I think that was all one season. And that was was a tough loss. Yeah, those were tough losses altogether, collectively. And Mm -hmm. I think there were two or three seasons there, you're right, where it was sort of like is Southern charm on its last on its last legs. Like, can they can they genuinely diversify this show and in a way that feels authentic and not just like forced and Mm -hmm. and they've gotten to a place where it feels really authentic and it feels genuine. And like, the cast is huge now and and it works. I don't know, like, it it shows you that the, that Bravo has to give these shows some space to space and time to really mm-hmm. figure it out because they, they can figure it out.
1: And I think it's important for us as viewers to also give that space because I think it's we're so quick to be like, fuck the show. This isn't working anymore. Yeah. But I learned from the great um, firing of Tamara and Vicky from 2019. Like I called for their firing and I'll never do that again ever. I was that but, person.
0: But to play devil's advocate, do you think that like they needed to do that to get to the point where they are where they're at now?
1: Probably, but like I just now like even with Lisa Rinna on Beverly Hills, I was like I I'm not going to say fire her because it's right. like you have to respect your villains. You have to. Yeah, you do. And that's kind of where I am at with Southern Charm like even though I think Shep is a sicko, I am like he's great TV. Craig is great TV Austin this JT character
0: such 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 a chaos agent like coming from Whoa. left field messy Whoa. messy and like messy. I don't know I don't know what I don't really know what's happening in his life really other than the fact he owns that like old clubhouse thing that he remade and like those the COVID
1: videos. den
0: yeah when, <laughs> literally
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah we used to come here during COVID I'm like what he's like it was like a speakeasy I'm like guys that's okay telling on yourself
0: dude right exactly I'm like don't
1: say that (laughs) yeah no
0: but it really it really is the Austin Olivia Taylor Shep thing that has I think really reinvigorated the show in Mm -hmm. a way that's sad but also great tv and I also think that it I think that I think unfortunately was this and also two really hard things happening in Olivia's life her brother's death Mm -hmm. and also this insane personal drama that kind of like gave her this power to really step into like her spot on the show and lean into sharing mm-hmm. her story and lean into like, because t- to me she's she's like proven herself to be a total star this year. I like last year I wasn't as convinced, at but she is. I'm obsessed with her. I love her.
1: I love her too. And last season I felt really confused by her and Austin because I'm like I don't see this relationship. Like I don't see the chemistry. I don't. I I felt like, why are they like forcing this fakeness on me? And I was actually someone that said, I think Austin and Taylor are soulmates. I said that
0: last season.
1: Yes, at the wow. reunion, they we were sitting next to each other, oh, and I said, right. I was like, these two belong together. And what then, did what did you voila. see?
0: Just, just the the chemistry. Okay,
1: there was like a chemistry there. I. Felt like they could relate on a lot of things. I thought, you know, when Shep decides to look like a piece of shit, that's normally when like Austin shines himself up. Sure, you yeah. know, like, and yeah. you're just no, like, that's, oh, that's such an
0: interesting. It's that it's there. He's the he's the next yeah. best thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm like, because the thing this is, like, I did see Austin at BravoCon last year from afar, and I thought I understand it.
0: I've taken a photo. Bo- I've taken a photo with Austin, and you know what? Like when you when you're with him in person.
1: He shines on you. you
0: he's tall. He you know? shines his
1: light. Mm-hmm.
0: He has a little bit of that. I don't that want thing. to say full. I don't want to say like full BDE, but there's something. There's something. There's, there's some,
1: definitely not a big dick energy. No,
0: no it's not. But, there, but there's a there's like a he's he's cocky in a way that like is kind of like attractive in person. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but he's like in confident. person. You, you start to you start to understand it a little bit.
1: He's like a confident, like Paddington, like like yes, kind of like yes. a Paddington bear that like kind of is like a fuck boy, and you're just like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, but I really, I mean, it's absolutely terrible what Olivia had gone through. Um, I oh my god, I can't believe like she even could film. Like I know I, I was like, I was, wow, that's yeah, you know. And I mean, I've been a Madison Stan, Stan since she told Danny that she knew she had chlamydia.
0: Yes. Yes. That wasn't
1: a great moment, but I was like, this woman was built for this.
0: She's made for this, made for this. And I think, and even, even with her, it was sort of like, I mean, she's never really stepped back in a way, but I feel like this year she's leaned in Mm
1: -hmm. because I think that her,
0: her, she's so happy with her husband and her son and like her family life is so good. So it's sort of like, all right that settled i don't have to worry about fucking austin like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna like again she's kind of a she's the female chaos agent on this show she's just like asking the questions and you know like about the mm-hmm. new photo to whitney like all this kind of thing all these things like she's just down you know she's, she's down so now. down yeah
1: i love it and she's also just like so beautiful that like i love someone who's so chaotic and so gorgeous like y- you just can't look away there's something about Madison that I've always just like really respected because I I always thought of her as this like single mom in the South, like a boss bitch. And I think she's very triggered by people like Taylor, who probably talk a lot of shit behind maybe Madison's back about people in Madison's situation, um, but then like use like god and religion and like hide behind this like i'm a good girl like i don't do bad things and madison's like at least i was like a public slut like
0: and she owns all her shit madison owns her shit like and she admits that she's messy and she admits that she's and i think that that gets into what i I did want to talk about taylor because i think As much as this whole thing has sort of and this whole season has made me like realize that Olivia is maybe built for this in in a different kind of way than Madison is, Taylor, I don't think is at all. I think that she she dated into this through Chef Mm -hmm. and like all of a sudden she's found herself on this show as a single, heartbroken woman who like doesn't really Mm -hmm. know what she's kind of like, you know, gasping for air. And it's not like she's completely not cut out for it, but it's definitely not natural for her. And it's just, she always has this air of like being uncomfortable or, or like hesitant to mm-hmm. to really like kind of be truthful. What do you make of Taylor? I mean, you, I think you just got into it a little bit, but like what, has the season made you realize anything about her?
1: I never really was like here for Taylor or not here for her. Like I never had a strong feeling about her, which is not something I enjoy in someone on reality TV. Like right. I want to feel these, and also I'm a Scorpio. So, like, I can't live in this in-between. It's, like, it's really hard for me. But with Taylor, I just don't think she fully understands, like, what she's doing. Like, I think yeah, she's, exactly. like, doing these things and creating all of this mess. But then, like, for some reason doesn't think about the next step after that. She's just like, oh, yeah, I sent this nude to Whitney. But, like, I, don't, I didn't think anything after that.
0: And like she, did, she thought, she thought I would never get out. But she did that somehow. But also, it's...
1: I need these girls to stop with Whitney.
0: I I, I like, don't understand why Whitney's guys... still still in this orbit. I don't understand. Is I it just because of Pat? Either, and I guess he's a producer.
1: Is he still a producer?
0: Oh, I don't know if he still is, but I know he was.
1: I, yeah, but like, I I looked
0: okay, We got to retire him I when know. he showed up in that
1: yellow suit.
0: Oh my god, it's, it's, good. get him off the show. It's bad. It's bad for him. <laughs>
1: It's bad. It's, it's really bad. For
0: Taylor, like, why are we bringing him back into Taylor. this? And like, he he's one of those ones who like he'll he'll say it, and then he because he doesn't have to really be accountable. He he floats in and out. You know what I mean? No, so he he's a fan
1: of the opera. Up. Totally, so he's dropping that chandelier, and then he just vanishes, and you're just like, okay,
0: <laughs> right? But I think with Craig, actually, this year, I feel like I feel like he's genuinely grown up. I feel like he's genuinely—it's shocking—proven himself to be like an adult who is mm-hmm. a businessman who's in a really stable relationship, who's excited about moving forward in that relationship. And I don't really group him in with those guys anymore. I feel like he's he's Mm-mm. on a different, he's he's in a different playing field now.
1: He's like his own person now, you know, he's really come so far. I mean, remember when he like was leaning back at that one reunion, like yes. when the A-Rod stuff came out, like just fucking out of his mind. And I can that see this because he like admitted that he was like, on another planet. So to see who he is now. I'm just like proud of him. It's not like my favorite person on Bravo. But he gives us a lot to talk about. He yeah. I think is genuinely. Like in his heart a good person.
0: He is definitely. And
1: I I enjoy him in Paige.
0: Yeah. No, on I, I, this show. You just enjoy them on Southern Charm. And not mm-hmm. when he shows up on Summer House. Can you no. unpack that a little bit?
1: I didn't like him on Summer House because, and I also didn't like him on Winter House. I was just like, I'm getting too much of this man. Like, he's great TV, but like, I don't, I don't need this much of Craig.
0: Overexposed, overexposed. Overexposed. Him and
1: Austin, that one year, it was like, I think it was last year, they were everywhere.
0: Right. Totally. And also, Mm -hmm. maybe there's something to be said about Craig not necessarily thriving and like, party 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 environment because that, that's where things kind of like get go left and get a little dark with him yeah I think.
1: yeah he needs to be in his like pillow era
0: do you do you attribute a lot of his you know the positive energy that he's emitting right now to Paige? or do you think it's just kind of an overall thing
1: yes and no like i think okay. Paige definitely has probably helped him because i think she's really direct like she likes to remind everybody a hundred times that she's from new york so it's like we got it. I think she's really direct. I think she holds him accountable. And I think, you know, he's also just like infatuated with her. Like he yeah. just, he's obsessed. And
0: he's going he, to New York. Like there's no way she moved do you to think? Charleston. I mean, there's no way she moved to Charleston until they have kids. She'll
1: never move to Charleston. No. I just can't see her moving there.
0: Me neither. As, as you said, she's, she's, a New York, she's a New York gal. So
1: yeah. And he can kind of do both.
0: Right. Totally. But, Any last thoughts on Southern Charm? I mean, we have, we talked about, I mean, we have Vanita and Leva who I think are really solid, solid. parts of the group now. Like they're, they're sane. They're, they're sounding boards. They're, I think I want to see a little bit more of their lives a little bit, mm-hmm. but like I, maybe it's just not dramatic enough to compete. Yeah. With I feel like they have whole life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally.
1: I really like them. I'm excited for Southern Hospitality. I think the next season I saw the trailer those it's kind little... of giving early
0: it's kind of giving early Vanderpump it, like not, not to like not to hype it up too much but like there's a big cheating scandal that happens they're and so messy they're
1: so messy they're also poor and like I love that like they're you we know need more of
0: that we yes. need
1: more of that like no one's in a valley village house they really won me over last season I think it was the first episode Madison or Maddie
0: Maddie Maddie Reese yeah
1: she got picked up by a boy in a pedicab And I was like, and he was driving it. And I was like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen.
0: The most important detail is the fact that he was driving it. That's the most important thing. He was driving
1: it. He didn't like send someone to pick her up in a pedicab. No.
0: Yeah. And and Grace Lily is not of this planet, but in the best, I mean that as a huge compliment. Yes. A star. A star. Yeah. 100%. Okay. The other show that's currently airing, which I don't think we need to spend too much time on, which is Winter House. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's. It's a, mm-hmm. It was very much a product of the pandemic, you know, and I think that those first two seasons, especially the first one, I think they worked because, in my mind, because we went in with these couples that we sort of had our eyes on, like we had heard about mm-hmm. Sierra and Austin, Um, you know, second season, I think was like kind of some of our first looks at like Paige and Craig in, in, mm-hmm. in the same show, there was a Lindsay and Carl moment Luke. on that second season, yeah, Luke of it all, right, So there was like, there was like interesting storylines based on people that we knew going in. But I feel like this season kind of lacked that going into this, this group. How are you feeling about it? Yeah.
1: So I understand, like, I think you nailed it with it being the product of a pandemic. And we were all like, A, I think Bravo was scrambling, like how the fuck do we make television and content while we're doing, like while we're in this place. Um, Also, it was fun because we knew these people. Like there was like the random people we had never met before. Like we had never met Jason before. Right. We had never met, I believe her name to be Julie. Like I a blonde. That like that you I- don't even remember. Right.
0: I-, I saw a tweet that was like, it's tra- tradition at this point to have like an unnamed blonde and, you'd see and that them you'll never see, we never, it never see again. see again. Right. Exactly. And I
1: think that that's part of the fatigue with this show specifically is like, it's hard to get invested in these people when I'm like, I'm never going to see them again. Yeah. Ever. Like, they're never going to be on the show again. And it says a lot that Andrea was at BravoCon, in my opinion, because I'm like, he was someone who came on the scene and we were like, who is this charismatic king? And then like he stuck around for a while and we became like obsessed and then he was taken from us.
0: Yeah. Which, which I don't, which I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. If I don't the, get it. I don't know if his fiance doesn't want to be around. I don't know what's going on there, but he's a, he's a, he's a beloved. He's a huge star. He's fun to watch. Yeah. I don't understand that. Um, no, but I totally agree. I think that like, even with Jason, it's like, he pops up on every season of Winter House. He's going to pop mm-hmm. up in Potomac a couple of times, but it's sort of like. I don't even really know that much about him other I know than like about him other than he relates the people we already knew. Right. Yeah. So it's like the, the whole thing with Lindsay and the whole thing with now Giselle, it's like, okay, you know, yeah. Um, I do think it's kind of interesting seeing Danielle without these first couple episodes, nobody of the other girls from summer house were there. And I think that that's a really new thing that we've seen with Danielle. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. This is kind of, it's interesting to see her play the role of sort of like the senior of the group. Like, like she is like, she is some of the most seniority of the entire cast and it's, mm-hmm.
1: Which is interesting.
0: Yes. Because
1: she was never even on Watch What Happens Live until like last year.
0: Right. What do you think of that? Or how has it been for you to watch her?
1: It's, you know, I struggle with Danielle because she's someone I think in real life is probably like really cool. She is. And then I like hear things about her, you know, from people. And so I'm just like, I don't, I can't get a read on who this person is. And now she's allegedly dating Joe. Joe Bradley
0: from Southern Hospitality. Southern
1: Hospitality. What the fuck is going on?
0: That I did not know. I did not hear about that at BravoCon. I had exploded. no idea about that. I hung out with. I went. I went out during BravoCon and Joe Bradley was with us, and I didn't. Danielle wasn't there that night, so I don't know when this happened. But it's a hot couple. I'm curious it's about hot, it. But like
1: so random.
0: It's so random, and. Who knows? I don't, yeah. maybe, who knows? Yeah. And I think the last thing about this season is sort of like, I think that they, Bravo, as we know, went all in on Scandaball.
1: They mm-hmm. are
0: doing, they're doing the spinoff with like Jax and Brittany and Kristen, like, oh they, my God, yeah. you know, they. I, and I think that they thought that Seeing Schwartz in the immediate aftermath of Scandal is going to be some like really interesting thing for us to see on Winter House, mm-hmm. and it's just not. I don't it know if it's just because we're all so over it, hit. but like it's not, it's not really giving. Like he's not mm-hmm. really engaging with that at all. Like
1: I don't no. know. I think
0: that was supposed to be a huge threat of the season. That's just like kind of dead. End. It
1: fell flat. Yeah, it's crazy the way that like scandals and stuff like happens in Bravo because like. Scandal was all I could think about for like four months. Mm-hmm. I thought about it every single day. I was obsessed. I was a subscriber to shenanigans. Like I couldn't you We were
0: checking in. Giving Lala I was checking in yeah. with give, oh give me
1: Lala. Like I couldn't get enough. And now I'm like, I need a fucking minute. Like right. it was too much. And so to mm-hmm. see Tom, I'm just like, okay.
0: Yeah. Like we're still and doing without this. Tom. Without Tom. Right, exactly. Like, we're not, and we're not even getting like a FaceTime. We're not even getting like a, if we're like, even if we had seen like Kyle and like Kyle sit him down and like hear about it, because he's sort of like another one of the season people around. I mm-hmm. don't know. Like there's, uh, we're not, we're not getting what I think they thought we were going to get from that. Mm-mm. um My last takeaway is I think that like I do like seeing Jordan from Martha's Vineyard and I like seeing Brian from Family Karma because I think that they're too. They have, they have a lot of star potential, I think, going mm-hmm. forward, and I like seeing them in this environment. Like they're to me, they're popping, especially Jordan.
1: Yeah, I like seeing because I loved Family Karma. Like yeah, I too. love that show. I'm sad it's been quote put on pause. That makes me bummed. But I really also like Martha's Vineyard.
0: Me too. Like love I'm excited
1: for this new season. These people, I'm invested in them. But I just. I wish like Bravo would commit to like either throwing all these Bravo celebrities in a house together and no normal people, or maybe just give us like a whole new cast of people.
0: Totally. No, I, it's yeah, kind I'm of like you. the
1: traitors. If you watch yes, like,
0: I, I, yes, I, I love the traitors, but it, love. It, it, there is that weird imbalance. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to Vanderpump rules. Mm-hmm. So that's, that. I think that's the next one to air of these four and it's. I think it's inevitably going to be kind of a letdown at first just because yeah. it was, it, it, that's just the nature of being at such a high, you know, it's, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't match that.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And the teaser shows it's going to be a lot about the fallout, a lot about the rebuilding of everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you, I, I'm reading your face right now. I'm
1: so nervous about this season. I just feel like it's just going to be a lot of the scandal stuff. Which is understandable. Um, of it just had happened. That was their life. Yeah. And that was, that, that literally was their life their genuinely. Life. But I'm gonna say something and it's
0: Okay. Here we go.
1: Yeah. I, Ariana can't carry a show. Okay. I had to Explain. get that off my chest. Explain. She never was like the main girly. She was always to me, and I say this on my podcast, I'm so sorry. She's very Kyle Richards. Like, she's someone who bounces off of the the alpha really well. So, like, when she and Sheena were friends, I mean, I know that they still kind of are, but, like, back when they were, like, really girls. Like, I liked Ariana when she was, like, you know, reacting to Kristen or reacting to The funny sort of sidekick
0: kind of person, right?
1: Yeah, I thought she did that really, really well. I personally don't think she can carry the whole show on her back like a Sheena and a Lala can. I just don't.
0: I see what you're, I totally see what you're saying. I think the Kyle Richards comparison is really interesting because especially after LVP left the show, like Kyle was sort of left to carry it on her back a little bit. In, just in terms of right. But I think I do think the I think the caveat with Ariana for me is like originally, yes, I think that's the role that she was playing. And I think that when I think it was like right before Jax left the show, she was taking him on really intensely. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be, I thought she was holding her own in that respect. And I think that like that to me showed that she did have more of that alpha energy in her that was not immediately apparent. I'm curious, like if, I mean, we saw her like light up at the reunion. And I'm curious if like that just continues into this next season. Like I I, I kind of need, I need some variety in terms of yeah. how we're talking about it and how we're um, I also dealing with it.
1: need honesty like I need more honesty because I think it's really strange that they still live together. Mm. I think that that's really weird. If you were in a relationship, I'm going to get so much hate for this. I'm so scared. I just feel like if you were in a relationship and that relationship was doing really well and you were madly in love and this was your soulmate and your partner in life and they did that to you, there's no way in hell you could like live with them have them be in your same house and they keep talking in interviews like well the house is really big it's like we've seen it it's it's normal like not saying it's a normal size house but like you're not living in villa rosa
0: it's hard to understand the logistics of what this actual setup is yes i agree
1: and i'm not saying like what tom did was right by any means or like ariana deserved it or anything like that i love ariana i do but I just think it's strange, and I think that that's maybe something they're going to have to address in this season because even before Scandal, like Lala was on Watch What Happens Live, being like, I don't think Tom and Ariana are honest on the show about their relationship. Hmm. Like, are people now that like the dust has settled, they're not at the reunion where they're coming in like guns blazing at Raquel and Tom? Like, what's that conversation really look like? You know,
0: I'm yeah, I, I would love to see that, and I and I did. I, I feel like we we're it. getting. I, I think we're getting hints of the fact that like Sheena and Lala are the two that are probably the most like open and perhaps sympathetic to what Tom, to the treatment that Tom got and sort of the, in that fallout and in that aftermath. It, I mean, even just from BravoCon, it seems mm. like Sheena was like around Sandoval a, a, a fair amount, mm-hmm. um, more than she needed to be. So that's going to be interesting to follow. And I think Lala- I knew Sheena was so, going to be
1: the first to fold.
0: It's not necessarily a surprise. And like, she had her own friendship with with Sandoval too, but like- I hope I hope that that's like a genuine thread that we're going to follow in this season. Because so, no. it can't just be all against him because then it's not going to be fun to watch. We see on Housewives, when you ostracize somebody, it's not fun to watch. It's
1: no, like, and it actually makes the audience like feel bad for them. And it's like, exactly. I don't want to feel bad for Tom. So and I hope that that's not...
0: And did you see Ariana comment on that, on that post that was like, I wouldn't be surprised if the audience turns on me this season. I think that mm-hmm. that is maybe getting at that. Do you know what I mean?
1: Because I think I could be just like reading the situation wrong or whatever but i think ariana i mean i know she's not gonna like this comparison but her and Stasi did have a lot of similarities in the way that they handled the situation i think they do have the same birthday i think you're
0: situations right situations
1: like where they kind of are very like all or nothing like you're either my friend or you're tom's friend and i think her maybe pushing that too much on people is gonna wear on the audience because they're gonna be like okay but you are on a show with him like you have to like because also Okay, what Tom did was disgusting and like deplorable, but like this, these people have moved on from horrible things,
0: right? They have. Jax I mean, and Brittany are married. Everybody and, on Bravo has, yeah. And he
1: fucked Faith next to an old woman. Like they moved on from that. That to me they is disgusting. Sh- they sure did. They,
0: they moved sure on. Did. They
1: have baby Cruise. Mm. Cruise Couchy,
0: and they're back on a spinoff together. And they're so back. It's like it's, he... it's it all comes full circle. I can't. Did you
1: see the text between him and um the guy from Love Is Blind?
0: no they're on house of villains together oh oh they were t- i didn't see those texts
1: they were in like a group oh, chat. Golly, what were they? they were on a group chat with like all the house of villains people and Jax was just like going in on him being like you're nothing like you've never you don't know this reality tv game like me and he was simply just responding like i'm a veterinarian like i don't need to do this <laughs> shake and, right yeah exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like i don't really need to do this like and Jack's like, wouldn't let up. He's like, I'm filming another show right now. Like I'm doing this. I'm so good at this. And Corinne from The Bachelor was in the group chat. And she's like, can everyone like just stay positive? <laughs> it was so
0: well, I, I interviewed Corinne for this show and mm-hmm. I talked to her about Jack's and she was just like, it, it seems like they all hate Jack's. And he was the first one out on that show. And like he, I just think that he, you know jumped on the Scandaval train and he tried to con us into thinking that he has changed his ways. And people were like genuinely like, bring him bring back, him back. Like, he's changed like he's a good per- dude like even on watch happens live it was like so clear that he was trying so hard not to like push through the veneer that he's created on himself mm-hmm. you know he's it's, like i'm a
1: family man it's like it's sir like, dude
0: i can't you're not I can't. And, like no. the way he talks about
1: Stacy's wedding and like she's been very clear like why they were not very. there and like he's just like i don't know like it's really disappointing i'm like what <laughs>
0: I'm convinced that they wanted Saucy for that spinoff and just couldn't get her.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Like, because I think she's... Are we really launching a show around Jax, Brittany, and Kristen? I'm very curious what that what oh this ends God. up looking like.
1: Kristen showing up in those dusty slides, smoking a cigarette. Like, was so funny.
0: That's the kind of shit that I want to see on Host- Southern Hospitality. The the the, the dusty the slides. Land. Yeah, exactly. The dusty slides. The back mm-hmm. alley. The, right, exactly. Okay, last show that I want to go deep on today is Summer House. I thought that we were kind of headed for a pretty big reshuffle kind of after Lindsay and Carl's wedding. I thought that that was sort of going to be an out for some of them potentially, like maybe for some sort of spinoff. Like it just felt like a right time to do some of that. Obviously that's not going to be happening anytime soon, like things very much changed. I think there was a little bit of fatigue at the end of last season with Summer House with like the Lindsay and Danielle stuff especially, but I'm curious where you were at the end of that season and what you're thinking about now after everything that's gone on going that into season, next
1: season feels like eight years ago. Eight years ago. It it aired at the same time as Vanderpump Rules reunion and it aired at the same time as the New Jersey reunion. And all three of those oh God, were yes. so fucking toxic so and stressful.
0: Intense. Oh my God. I ate it of course. Up.
1: Like I was eating it up, but like it was just still a lot. And I had I was afraid with Summer House we had like reached the peak. And I because like last season was pretty good, but the season before that I really loved so good. So good. The
0: pa- the pandemic house season with Hannah Burner's last season, are that's when I that's a great season of TV. It's a
1: great season of TV. Like yeah. the Luke and the Hannah, like that got me through covid. Like so it good. really So no, good. it's
0: genuinely so good.
1: I'm famously like I was like on Hannah Burner's side that whole season and I was getting fucking annihilated. I'm sure you were. That, that
0: was that was not the popular side to be on that No. Time.
1: But I was like I've been her. Like I've been Hannah and I've had a Luke like right, clowns. Totally. Put, mm-hmm. put on my clown nose um <laughs> so humiliating talk about
0: talk about respect your villains honestly hannah she 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 was a great villain on, a great on villain
1: because i love a villain too i love a villain that's like in like an oversized t-shirt and like like yes. better shorts you know totally. or she's, she's like always her hair's like always like a little dirty but Summerhouse, so i was feeling like very much like team Lindsay last year I was like, these girls are so fucking mean to her. In the
0: Danielle stuff. In the the Danielle stuff.
1: I was like, what the fuck happened with Danielle? Like, she turned on Lindsay. Like, I felt crazy watching it. And I think everybody else did too. Like, everybody on social media was like, what did we miss with this Danielle thing?
0: Right, right.
1: And then Lindsay and Carl break up. That, like, changed everything. Because you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what were we not seeing that everybody else was seeing? Was Danielle right? It made me question myself. And I don't like that feeling. And uh, and I've
0: seen you express on Twitter that you feel like you don't trust everything that we've heard around no. what happened between them. Lindsay and Carl? Yeah, explain that.
1: As Fader Parks once said, something in the buttermilk ain't clean. Because it's just not like adding up. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. The stories that we're getting don't make sense. Lindsay also worked in PR. So she like knows how this all works. She knows how press works. She knows how all of this kind of happens. And for me, what really was so telling is how Carl vanished. He ended it. You didn't hear from him. You didn't know where he was. <laughs> people were speculating. Like, did he get someone pregnant? Like people were really, really trying to make it this big Scandaval-esque like drama. Mm-hmm. And I really truly think, like, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but Craig was the defining moment for me where I was like, oh, this is like not that big of a shock if we watch this season. Because he, after Carl Lindsay broke up, um, like ended He went on Trump's
0: live. He went
1: and watched What Happens Live and he was like, they fought the whole time. Like this is, he goes, this is not a shock to anyone in the summer house. Like they were miserable together. And I just don't think, and like, there are just, there are certain things Lindsay has been saying about him that I just don't think Carl would ever actually say. She said on Nick Vile's podcast, I roll, said on Nick Vile's podcast, the thing about Nick Vile really quick sidebar is he's a great interviewer. He really, he really gets it, but I, he, he gets the, and he,
0: he gets it and he gets the right people at the right time to come on he his show. He really does. It. He's, he he's, really, he's does. really doing it well. Yeah. He's really doing it well. Credit.
1: So she went on the podcast and she said that Carl said something like, I don't want a wife that like has opinions and asks questions. And I'm like, I've seen Carl on this show for like eight years. And like, mm-hmm. I've never gotten that vibe from him. Ever. Even when he was at like his worst. And I also think it's gross when people are speculating about his sobriety. And that's something he takes very seriously. Someone tweeted the other day or last week or something. And they were like, I know the sober warriors are coming for me. I'm like, what? Oh God, come on. That is so Get real. Like, what are you even saying? There's just something very off to me about it. It just doesn't. I just don't think Carl would be like that. Malicious and being like, I'm gonna call production and like, I'm gonna get this on camera. I I just don't think that that's how that happened, and I also don't think she was blindsided. I just don't.
0: Okay, interesting. I mean, hot take. <laughs> I, no, that's that's a lot of hot takes. I will like. I'm a little too close to this, so, like probably like Yeah, like you like
1: love it. Lindsay, so right, and right. it's like, and like I but, like her but, too.
0: But but I will say that like I think you said we've all been watching Carl for eight years. We also all been watching Lindsay for eight years. Right. I think that like. I kind of think that the the comment about like the 1950s housewife or whatever that was, like I think it was like a embellishment,
1: but like kind of. I
0: I think that like she it sounds like she was giving him like trying to like steer his career in a certain direction or like figure out what he really wants to do because he hadn't worked at Loverboy Lover Boy for a while and he he was doing the show, which is a job, obviously, mm -hmm. but like what else is there for him to do? And I think that that is I think what what got got a reaction from him that that's Mm -hmm. my read on that situation of what what's been sort of said publicly and like there's two sides to every story and carl has not really shared his side of the story he Mm -hmm. like i think that's i'm curious if he will do a nick vile interview i'm curious if he will do something where he gets ahead of it i don't know
1: i mean now he's back at lover boy
0: he's back at lover boy doing the non-alcoholic doing the non-alcoholic
1: stuff i think that's you know i just i like them both I really do. Like I was someone who like really championed for Lindsay and like, I still will. I think it's really weird that all the girls like rallied around her. Cause I'm like, you guys like don't fucking like her. Like, you know, and I don't think that that's even changed.
0: Doesn't that make, to me, again, I don't know what happens with the girls. I'm really curious to see how that all comes back together or together for the first time. I'm curious, like to me, it's like, okay, we see all six of them or however many of them like all at dinner. At dinner together and like, like Paige and Lindsay at dinner together was a big deal after that last mm-hmm. reunion. It got pretty dark there. To me, that says that there's like a legitimacy on her side from her story. That's that's what that tells me because I don't think that I, think I don't there's... think that Paige I don't think Paige is going to co-sign it just
1: for a picture. I kind
0: of don't think that I don't that's, think that's so either. My... Yeah. I also she was I really just... upfront at the reunion about her feelings really upfront.
1: I mean, they brought up the article I wrote about Craig. That was tough. That, oh tough. God, yeah, yeah. that was Where tough.
0: Yeah. Where he got kicked out of made I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Um, he, yes. okay. Yeah.
1: So that was brought up. I was like, oh, God. Because that got, ugh, I got a lot of DMs about that article during that period. But yeah. Also, I would love your take. Do you think Corey and Sam broke up?
0: I was I was with them at BravoCon that, that night out that I alluded to. They were together that night. That was a Saturday. that was because the last she time I posted
1: on Instagram.
0: She posted a flowers from Gabby that were mm-hmm. like tough day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened. She I, I right after she posted that, I was like, okay. I looked at her profile, pictures with Corey are still there. I don't know. Hmm. I, I think that Sam and Corey are in a really interesting place. I think everybody fully expected them to be back full time on Summer House this season and like because they were like a promising kind of future them. bravo couple like they're like fun they're both engaging They're, they're like both spitting really in each other's mouths but right but they're both not full-time on any show i guess cory's full time at winter house but like that's kind of like a part-time show so their they're spots and their spot at bravo is like kind of on kind of up in the air you mm-hmm. know i think they can they can always be brought back full-time to summer house if that's like
1: I hope they come I, back. I enjoyed watching them. I think they're
0: really compelling to see on TV. And like, well, they're. I, and
1: it was refreshing to watch someone else in this house, you know, that didn't have to do with Lindsay or Danielle or totally, Paige. totally.
0: I, I heard they were just told that there was too many, there were too many couples in the house and that's what happened, mm-hmm. which is like, I get it. But mm-hmm. like, sometimes I think that we like over, we overstate how much like hooking up in a house like that is, is like important to like the, the mm-hmm. drama. Like, We've been following these people for so long. Everyone let's, just watch, on... let, let's, just, let's just watch five couples kind of like well, live together. I don't everyone know. Everyone on Vanderpump
1: Rules was a couple. And that's when we had the most drama.
0: Right. So they totally. were
1: all doing crazy shit.
0: Totally. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Any, any lingering thoughts on like the state of things just generally? But I just want to
1: be clear. I still like Lindsay. Like I want to make this very clear. And I always say this on my podcast. It's like I don't hate anyone on Bravo. Mm-hmm. I love everybody because they live their lives out loud in a way that like, I literally could never. And I like respect them for that. Even though I don't like, really understand some of them or agree with them. I like respect them. Also really quick. Married to medicine is giving.
0: Oh, giving. Oh giving. my God. Like I need, I need to come on your podcast to, to reach Talk out. Married to, medicine. Married to
1: medicine, please. Because Toya Bush Harris and Dr. Eugene. Oh my God are everything to me I love I love them she is someone who's so delusional that I just cherish because I'll never forget her her husband works in the ER during COVID height of COVID he's working around the clock patients are dying left and right they're falling falling we're losing people and she's at home playing tennis and crying because she's like sick of her kids
0: she has like tennis elbow.
1: Yeah. She's like <laughs> tennis elbow. And it's just like, Toya, my sweet Toya Detroit girl. girl. Please. Please.
0: Who lives who lives in a new house every season?
1: New house. She built her dream house, then moved out of it. I'm also um I don't know if you watch, because I think you're a man of like, like I view you as like I respect you. So okay. I don't think you watch TLC.
0: I don't watch TLC. You're no, too not good at the Trading Spaces days. Right. Oh. Are you an 90 Day girl?
1: I'm a oh, sister. You, no, sister. Oh, you, you've been
0: in your Sister Wives era. I I've seen this. You, you don't are understand. in your sister wives era.
1: I am in Coyote Pass with these people. Oh wow. You're deep his in the valley wives beast. are leaving him. He has gel in his hair. Like it's it, guys. If you have a lot of time on your hands, if you just went through a breakup and you need something to distract you, watch Sister Wives.
0: How long has that show been on? How many seasons is that? Seventeen
1: seasons. Since 2011.
0: That's hard to hear.
1: Yeah, it's- 17 you know, seasons
0: in, in 12 years. Okay. In
1: 12 years. And also, and I need to let everyone know, drama didn't start happening till season 14.
0: So the first 13 are just sort of like, let's watch some of their lives.
1: Yeah, like let's watch him marry this new wife. Like let's watch him, you know, have his 18th okay. child. Like let's watch them, you know, build houses on a cul-de-sac together. Like it was very much like that. And it was like this very- very slow burn into chaos and then COVID happened and Cody went rogue and he went crazy and everyone, he lost everyone except one wife.
0: She's making the case for sister Wives. everybody. Yeah. And I have to tell you,
1: it's so embarrassing to admit. So I had gone through a breakup and I watched all I'm now current. I'm up to date on this season of sister wives. I got through it in about three weeks stuff. Mean meanwhile, you know? it
0: took me it took me like two years to watch Married to Met all oh, nine seasons of Married to Medicine because I'm so I'm so slow. I don't You're know just do busy.
1: That. I'm a busy girl. I'm in the Midwest. We got nothing going on over here. You're like out there with parties and oh I got bookcases. This is like a nod to you like a tipping my hat. I got bookcases yes. and I'm really yes. trying to make them like Gibson vibes.
0: Color color coordinate those books. Color baby. coordinate those books. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> in New York you make do with what you have you're small space, making do. So. Thank you so much. I, I I can't wait to see yours. I can't thank wait to see you. Yours. Um, well, Sam, thank you so much for doing this. This has been enlightening. Again, I just res- again I respect me. you for just like saying your opinion. Like that's it's. I'm gonna it's spiral tremendous.
1: about it for a while now. No,
0: <laughs> don't true. don't do one last plug for your for your show. or oh. anything you want to tell us about? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So follow me at Bravo Historian on Instagram, um, and then you can if you like listening to my voice some people hate it they a lot of they leave reviews about it you can follow that at chronically online at patreon.com um there's i put out like four shows a week five shows um fighting for my life but it's so much fun and yeah thank you for having me wait
0: wait, one more thing Mm -hmm. can you explain the origin again of the teddy thing
1: the teddy fight yes oh my god
0: I can also cut this out if we don't. No, you can, it. Okay. you can okay. keep
1: okay. it. You can keep it. Okay,
0: because because I remember during BravoCon last year there mm-hmm. was like a tweet or something, mm-hmm. and then th- during BravoCon this year it I saw out. a tweet that was like <laughs> yeah. dude, breaking news from BravoCon: Sam Bush and Teddy Malik. I'm getting a fist fight at BravoCon.
1: Oh my god! So last <gasps> What's the deal BravoCon, again? Yeah, last BravoCon Teddy had tweeted something, and I had tweeted back at her. I and here's the thing: again, I don't hate Teddy. Teddy's like very indifferent to me. I don't have these very strong feelings for her like everybody else does. But I was just simply responding. I don't fully remember, but we definitely didn't uh, agree. There World was some. Words. There was some. Yeah, because she has like her assistant or someone who runs her Twitter, like tweet for her. Yeah, a lot of Housewives do that. Oh, got to like lot. stay Way alert. More than
0: people realize. Way more.
1: Meredith Marks isn't tweeting like yes, Mama Boots house it, down. Like, I think she's, it's Brooks. I think it's, it's Brooks. Brooks, yeah please. Of course, of course it's Brooks. So we tweeted at each other and things were fine. And I was kind of nervous because Tamara was on the panel I was hosting. So I was like a little worried. But then someone tweeted, like Sam Bush and Teddy Mellencamp caught fighting and hashtag BravoCon. And it was like the most liked tweet of the entire weekend on the hashtag BravoCon. Like, people were, like, asking me about it. They were like, is that you? <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: no. Like, it was, no. like, a video of two women, like, Who, literally, White like women just wrestling. tearing each
1: other apart. <laughs> fighting, wrestling. And it was, like, no, that's obviously not us. And I had kind I of can. forgotten about it. And then Teddy brought it back up. Because... Tamara was like, "Wait, what happened?" And she was like, "Yeah, like last year, like like Edwin had thought she fought someone at BravoCon. Like, ever. I mean, people in like my real life. That's though, how shit gets out.
0: Yeah, that's how fake news happens. Exactly. Fake
1: news. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So wow. we never fought. That's crazy. That's so funny. somebody
0: just did the same joke this year. No, I I literally I I saw that this year. I, I burst out laughing.
1: I was like, "Here we go. I'm not even <laughs> I there. Can't.
0: Here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy Teddy was. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah." Okay. She certainly was.
0: Thank thank you for that history lesson.
1: You're welcome. You're
0: welcome. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gib on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes. And subscribe to Gabbing with Gib on YouTube to watch full-length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And keep up with all things Gabbing with Gib at Gabbing with Gib on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gibb is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest bookings, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support and see you next time.